Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, listening to, and streaming the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, still unable to improvise on stage uh, because of sweet lady Rona swirling around our streets. Uh, despite what, you know, some people would have you believe, and you have to get together and hug on people at this time of year. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then again, I'm, I'm not prone to doing that in December, but that's just me. Joining me today is a lady who's, we differ on opinions sometimes, but I just love her to death anyway, meaning sometimes I want to crush her. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Hi. She's, she's the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the bobs, and the buttons. She's Chelsea Bennington, and I couldn't do this without her, and I keep because I care. No, I I agree with you about um, the not being able to do this without me, but also no, the, uh, the hugging and such in December, I mean, as someone, again, who does love the holidays and does love seeing some of my family, I'm not seeing them and I'm not going to hug them. So even if you love Christmas like I do, that does not give you the right to put others in danger. So quit. Quit that. Stay home. Chelsea has spoken. The hug, the <laughs> hugs will resume at a better time. Exactly. I, I like that you preface some of your family because yeah, there are some family members that I like. It's just there are others there yeah. that I feel ruin the whole. I'm like, nah. I'll see the ones that I like when I exactly. want to. Exactly. The it's ones like, that come around when there's just a free meal, they can go fuck themselves directly in the neck. Yeah, I feel like with Christmas, the more it started becoming about, for for me, smaller family, and that meant mm. immediate family, I was having a blast. That's yeah. how I liked it, and that's how I still like it. I, I will admit another gift of the sweet lady Rona is I feel, at least from my perspective, Christmas is more subdued because I'm I'm not prone to watching commercials, so they're not getting me that way. I'm not out and about, so I don't hear the bells. And it's mm. the bells that really it's the bells. aggravate me. It pierces my brain and sends me into a rage. You're very familiar with. You've yeah. seen it. You've heard it. You're fucking tired of it, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. No, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, it's not like you're going into Manhattan regularly and seeing, you know, all the all the Macy's and all that stuff. As it is right now, I'm just driving to, you know, essential things like the supermarket and to see a beautiful lady. And if I see houses that are decorated outside a little earlier than usual, because, hey, people got the free time, they're not working. All I'm thinking to myself is, your light bill is very high. <laughs> but that's me. But we're here today to talk about something, not just the Christmas thing, but winter-themed horrors. Because... A lot of Christmas movies, and this is something Chelsea and I disagree on. She'll call me an idiot before this is over, and that's fine. Um, I think that they're, they're not as much fun. There's not a lot of places you can go. Even the horror ones that are interesting, uh, that they subvert the season. You know, there, there are many cool ones. There are ones I've loved. We've talked about them on episodes here. But I just didn't want to confine it. Let's spread it out a little bit for this topic. Let's make it winter. Because ain't nobody, you know, singing jingle bells uh, in the thing. I don't even know what season that took place. It was Antarctica. That could have been set in August, but it was snowy, so you get it. <laughs> so we can call it winter. Why not? Why not? And, and people in the southern hemisphere are probably laughing at us, and that's fine. 
you know, you've got your winter down in like Chile and things like that. It just happens to be June. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, winter uh winter horror movies are always so interesting to watch because it's just such a dark, um low saturation uh time. Like it it's just it, it's it's cold, it's isolating, it's you know, when you don't have the cheery, you know, uh Christmas carols or um, lights or anything like that and you're really just dealing with like the dead of winter like if you take Christmas and Thanksgiving you know out of the equation and just deal with like the cold bitter isolating winter it's 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 low-hanging fruit as a premise for a horror film when you don't have Billy up in your head oh, I hate it stop I'm gonna things. mute you I'm actually gonna mute you <laughs> I hate it. I hate Billy. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't mute me, Agnes. No. <laughs> You're saying without that, with, without Billy in the attic, it's it's not as much fun. So wh when I when I kicked this uh, this topic to you and you and you liked it, what was one of the first ones that came to mind? Misery. Yes. Uh, misery. Uh, misery. <laughs> I just saw, I think that got added to HBO and like, we're going to watch. Oh, it. hell yes. I didn't know that got added. And, and I know James Caan, uh, as of this recording, was recently on What the Fuck with Mark Maron. Uh, and I hope they get into it. I haven't listened to it yet. But it definitely is one of my favorites. Uh, as, uh, you play the writer whose number one fan was stalking him. So when he crashes on the snowy road, he rescues her. And you think, oh, that, that's a nice that's lady. Great. She's, nice lady taking care of him. She's helped me. And, and, and I frequently wonder afterwards if he hadn't wrote, just written the final, just published rather, the final misery book and hadn't gone off in a different direction, if, if it would have been like, fine, and now, now you can go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it because it's a mix of, um, you know, you have the winter setting and winter is, of course, you know, with with the heavy snow and winds and a blizzard that's always dangerous driving conditions so a crash is bound to happen and it, it's not only that you're trapped in like this cabin or anything like that but you don't have the use of your legs you know mm -hmm. so it's um it's obstacle after obstacle on what you you're really just at the hands and mercy of this woman who at first is like, oh, she's kind, a little quirky, but you know, she's taking care of me. Oh, she happens to like my books. Oh, she really likes my books. Oh. And then you're more vulnerable because as your legs get better, she makes them not better. Oh my gosh, the, uh, the hobbling. And even in the, in, the, in the book, it was full amputation. I was about to say it was different in the book, right? Yep. Sure. I, I like how they did it in the film. There's something about how they did it in the film. It just causes such a visceral feeling. Um, who who would have yeah. thought Meathead could direct a good horror movie? I know. <laughs> and 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 Kathy Bates is one of the few horror performances to get a statue. As a result, mm -hmm. uh, that really uh, introduced her to the world, and you know put her on the map made it on point and and the vulnerability of uh of of james khan's character and 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 again just that weird like 
Jimmy Khan tough guy uh, performance that he's done throughout his career, but with the vulnerability, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the sweat, the panic, you can almost smell it coming off of him as oh, he fights yeah. for survival. The whole scene where um, she is about to, you know, take that sledgehammer or whatever tool it was and, um, and break his, <laughs> break his feet, <laughs> break his ankles. Um, you can just see like when he was like, he was trying to be calm. It's like he was just trying so hard to reason with her and not yell at her. And he's like, whatever you're thinking of doing, he just takes deep breaths. He's like, you you don't have to do it. You know, I, I'm going to stay like just him really trying to, until the last moment where he is like, please, please don't do it. Um, he's trying so hard just to be on her level and be like, and make her think, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to go anywhere. It's so tense and it's so cold. And it's just like you said, you can smell it. Like it's, ugh. Even before that, it's like he's not on her level. The main Mm-mm. reason she knows that he's been out of his room is just because the fucking penguin is facing in the wrong direction. Yep. It's like that level of crazy. Yeah. You You're never going to be on it. Yeah. You're not there. You're that, never going to be on it. That kind of weird thing. And it reminds me, it, it's a different level of crazy. Uh, that I grew up with in my family. You're probably going to find this story hilarious. Uh, but, you know, there were a lot of ceramic uh, figures of animals, definitely in my grandmother's house, my house to a lesser extent. And there's this old superstition, I guess, in among Portuguese families is that, you know, you point the ass of whatever animal towards the front door because their farts are going to uh expel bad luck and i'm like this when i heard that explained to me uh, by my grandmother as to why the ceramic elephant on her coffee table had to have its ass pointed towards the front door i'm like that's fucking stupid it's like okay sure and then i believe sure. she twi- i believe she twisted my ear <laughs> because <laughs> i mo- i mocked the myths that defined her that's hilarious but you know we loved each other anyway she i was just a tremendous logical pain in her ass (laughs) but one of the ones that that came to mind and there there are many um most recently one of the last movies i saw in the theater before everything locked down was the lodge and we talked about this in our creepy kids episode but uh riley I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's the king's grandbaby. Um, is a is a former cult member who gets involved with a married guy who's married to a bad girl uh, or divorced from her. Uh, she shoots herself in the mouth, as I guess you do. And watching it this time, I liked that you know she took off a chain, and there's like a cross hanging on the wall, which will then get splattered with blood. Uh, spoilers for those of you that haven't seen this movie. Um, and then, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm a single parent, but I have this girlfriend. Come up up to this lodge with me and the kids, and we'll try to get together and rebuild our family with these kids whose mom just killed herself kind of because of what actions and dalliances took place. And then Pappy leaves with these, his new girlfriend with these bastard kids who then try to dismantle 
and fuck with her mentality. And it's really a movie that's a lesson of fuck around and find out. You're isolated. You're cold. Um, the food is now gone. And you've been in a cult. You've been fucked with already. They didn't know who they was fucking with. Yeah, that movie. Oh, my gosh. First of all, those bitch-ass kids and that <laughs> bitch-ass dad got exactly what was coming to them. So I'm totally fine with how this movie ended. But it's it's so true because it's like, here's a girl who, or a woman who has experienced her all of these levels of trauma. Um, the man that she's with, it's quite problematic in the first place how they even get together. And the fact that he thinks, you know, the the one time I felt for the kids was when it was like, oh, I'm dumping... Uh, you know, all of this on the kids, you know, that we're going to spend the holidays with, you know, my new girlfriend, even though your mother committed suicide recently. Oh, I got to work. So I'll, y'all have fun in this cabin and I'm taking the car and going. And at first I was on the kid's side when that happened, because I was like, God, this is the worst, you know, parenting, but then realizing how awful the kids are as well and how they just did all of these horrific mind games on her got the only thing in that house that she loved killed in such a such a awful way um referring to the dog because i mean god freezing to death i can't imagine um and all their you know at the end they're just like i'm sorry oh my god we didn't know it's gonna affect you this badly they just act like we didn't know that it was gonna be this bad and i was just like I loved that she snapped. I thought it was a pure lesson of, you know, don't do this to people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the whole film, the whole film just felt, um, I know this has become my, my word, but like, I, I love when, uh, when winter settings and horror films just make me feel cold while watching them, even if I'm watching them in the dead of summer and, you know, I have the AC blasting and I'm still like sweating. If I can still feel that, like, as if you could see my breath and I still feel like that shiver that all of them are experiencing, I think that's just a perfect, uh, that's a setting just very well done by the, by, you know, everyone who put that film together. And The Lodge is definitely one of those that I just, I felt it while watching it. And, you know, that film, God, those freaking kids. I just, <laughs> I can't watch or talk about this movie without getting so angry at these stupid, stupid children. <laughs> That's what happens when you mess with the king's grandbaby. Mm -hmm. She's going to take care of business in a flash. I was like, good, kill him. God, <laughs> I don't want to watch him anymore. <laughs> but yeah, The Lodge is a great one for winter. What else you got in mind? Um, I mean, another one that is just quite obvious, but I believe it was on your list as well. And, you know, uh, it's a classic, but, you know, The Shining. Just yep. at, again, with the isolation, being stuck, um, going crazy. I just, I love that. I love cabin fever-esque horror films. So when I say cabin fever-esque, I don't mean the movie exactly cabin fever, but more so the, the phrasing the that, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't necessarily mean the movie and, um, just the whole, when you're stuck with someone for so long or you're stuck in one place for so long, 
no matter if it's your your partner or your children or um, your best friend or your sibling, um, you will eventually turn on each other in one way or another because you have no other outlet and humans were not meant to be in that type of environment for so long, um, isolated with no one else except maybe a small handful of people. So uh, with, with no options to go anywhere. So I think The Shining is a, is a great example of that, even if it's like more menacing um, factors uh, than just pure cabin fever. Um, but yeah, The Shining, I mean, gosh, that's a, that's a winter staple right there. It definitely is. I'm slowly making my way through the book because in this quarantine with all the stress, I'm having a difficult time focusing on reading a lot, uh, but it, it is fun. It, there's a lot of iconic parts of that movie and Kubrick being an insane uh, and abusive director got a lot of things that can't really be replicated on screen, but unbelievable iconic imagery throughout that uh, resonates so much with the audience now decades after the fact it works and uh one thing i've always wondered even if you've got the shining uh if you're scat man crothers do you leave warm ass sunny florida to save this little boy i wouldn't but that's just me i'm a, i'm kind of a brick that way oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I have not read the book. I know that there's all that um, heated debate that, you know, Stephen Kong, God, (laughs) Stephen King um, did not uh, care for the film. And I know it's quite different. Um, Are you enjoying the book more than you enjoyed the movie? Or Or do you have them in two different ballparks? I prefer the ending to the book. Uh, This is not my first time reading it. So uh, I I know it's different from the film uh, and I like that, but cinematically it's it's much scarier for uh, Jack Torrance to wander the halls with an ax than with a croquet mallet. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, back before, where you sound like if if it was my niece or nephew that 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 shined at me, yeah, okay, I'd 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 risk life and limb uh, for them because they're good weird kids and I'm their good weird uncle. So that's one thing. But you know, somebody I met once and talked about ice cream with, no, <laughs> um, it I I I get it. Uh, the descent into madness with Jack Torrance is slower in the book more gradual whereas uh jack nicholson played him you, you kind of get the idea he's crazy from the start yeah you uh, could tell that like there was something about him that it was the, the way uh jack nicholson played it this was not a this was not a loving husband and father this was someone mm-hmm. that you're on edge with already in a sense like maybe things well <laughs> i would hope things are better than they were <laughs> when they <laughs> um uh or better than they become um at the hotel but there was that sense of you know 
he again he's not the most loving husband and father you you already feel like a thread could um could be cut mm -hmm. is what i would say I, it, I yeah go ahead it, it it's there it's one of the classics uh and and, and you can feel that cold yeah uh, temperature and especially my, in the, the maze uh, oh yeah the maze scenes. oh when he literally freezes <laughs> yes but yeah my my last one um is a film that i don't think you've seen rick but i love it i watched it when i was um when i was like a preteen and i thought it was so cool just because i find uh stories like this very interesting but uh ravenous yeah i enjoyed that movie i haven't watched love, it love in a long time yeah that that is a good one of this uh, cannibalistic troop of soldiers that some of them then start to enjoy uh, cannibalism, most specifically uh, Robert Carlyle. Uh, yes. I like to refer to him, Begby. <laughs> yeah. Guy Pierce is in that as well, yes? Guy Pierce is in it, and um, he's the main guy. David Arquette is in it. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I love that it's directed by a woman, of course, um, because it just shows that women can direct hard. That's not always women-focused horror. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I love stories of, like, I'm a sucker for stories of, you know, winter scenes where people are trapped and they have to resort to cannibalism. I mean, the Donner Party is still something that fascinates me. Um, those are the only cannibal stories I find interesting, though, when it comes to someone like Dahmer, uh, mm -hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm like, I don't care. Um, but like when you have food at your disposal <laughs> yeah. and you chose to eat people, <laughs> yeah, it's like fine, okay, sure, Some, something wrong with you, but yeah, yeah if uh, that fucking rugby team that the movie Alive was based on, it's like, mm. well, this shit had to be done to survive. Yeah, me personally, as a connoisseur of meat, you know, like I, I got other options, but if I didn't, but I had everything else like my spice cabinet and, and my grill. I'm sure I could cook up some good people for everybody. I think, I think we've talked about this before. We talked about cannibalism reason. extensively. Yeah, and I've, I've said, wait, no, maybe it's a conversation I had with my roommate. <laughs> I've told I've told somebody this, but if you put enough like hot sauce on it, I think I'd be okay. <laughs> like I just, I, I think I'd be like, all right, you know, I just don't want to taste it. Not just, um, not just hot sauce. You're like, you, the I love, need the seasonings love, that used to be season, given the love of, you yeah. Marinate overnight. I'm trying to figure out why we. Then you, then you smoke that shit low and slow. We're yeah. a barbecue podcast now. <laughs> yes. But no, I, so I, I love, I love those type of uh, uh, winter films as well. Not just the ones that are like isolation and, you know, you're going crazy in your own right with like cabin fever and, or, you know, you're living with some bitch ass kids. But um, when it turns into, uh, you know, the weaker ones have to go um, and that's going to be food wasted. So you know, and then I also, I love the folklore of a Wendigo and yeah. how uh, the Wendigo comes from, um, comes from uh, cannibalism, uh, that what happens to your body after you eat a human. Um, and I think there's been some really solid uh, stories done on that. I can't think of a movie that's 
a Wendigo movie, actually. There's a couple like streets sure of video releases yeah. that are like Wendigo and what have you. I haven't watched those because I, I haven't run out of good movies to watch yeah, yet. That's I mean, fair. I'm, I'm approaching 700 so far uh, with the pandemic, but you know, I got a, I got a lot to go. There's something to revisit. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so those are my those are my three. Um, two similar uh one not <laughs> one more has to do with eating people but still beautiful winter setting if you have not seen ravenous um and there's some humor in there too if i recall oh, it's, it's funny it's got quite a bit of action in it i love the music it's just it's a really fun movie that i love watching every every like three or four years because that gives me enough time to um, kind of be surprised again, maybe not surprised, but just really amused. Uh, so it's and and it's a fun winter winter watch as well. Another one that I like in in the in the vein of isolation and eating people is Thirty Days of Night. Mm. And there's something about the way blood looks hitting the snow, uh, that that contrast of of colors. Uh, definitely helps, but you know, based on the comic book by Steve Niles, makes perfect sense. If if you've got a town in Alaska that goes dark for 30 days, why wouldn't a bunch of vampires show up and feed uninterrupted at the buffet? And that's another one where you can feel the cold creeping in, and they're just fucked. And it's definitely uh, we probably talked about it on our. Uh, quarantine films episode the 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 emphasis during this year of you need to stay the fuck inside to survive <laughs> there's no making a break for it just 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 shut the fuck up stay the fuck inside uh and you got a great cast in that movie from uh josh hartnett and Danny Houston in the lead but you know even like characters that you then find out are or then rose to prominence after like Manu Bennett from Spartacus and Mark Boone Jr. from Sons of Anarchy. It's like, oh, look, mm -hmm. look at them. And they were, I didn't recognize Manu Bennett dressed because in Spartacus, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen 30 Days of Night in a very long time. I've only watched it once and I think it was around the time it came out and it really mm -hmm. had to do with I, my love for Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that uh, caused me to watch it but I remember thinking it was such a cool concept and everything uh, was um, the colors were done so so rich um, and it was really a pretty film to look at and so so dark but like dark enough to where or light enough to where you could see what's happening because um, I feel like a lot of films lately have really been making the choice of, you know, thinking, I don't want to see anything that's happening. And this movie is a good example of, I could see what was going on. <laughs> and, and, and also these vampires were not sexy, but they had kind of a... a I liked how not, they looked. If not family uh, feel to it, then definitely tribal aspect to them. Like when the the one gets burnt to shit with the sun lamp, yeah. It's like okay, now we're mourning, but uh, this is or we regret having to put this one out of its misery. Maybe not even tribal is a good uh, example. More of a pack mentality. 
because once uh, Danny Houston's taken, I was like, well, you've killed our alpha. We're going to go now. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch that one. It, it, it is good. It does hold up. Uh, it is wonderful. And, and, and that's also uh, where I've come to in, in, in the wintry things. We can go on and on and on, but I feel like we're going over a lot of uh, common ground as we've done before. Like uh, like the thing and things of like that. What do you think of the thing remake? I wonder what the prequel rather. I watched that recently and enjoyed it. I haven't seen that one in a while. I love it. I think it's also a great example of um, just being stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. I I would now, have do you to mean stuck within the confines the characters are trapped in, or stuck within the artistic confines. Of, be, of being a prequel. Oh, I meant the the environment. I didn't mean the confines of the of being a prequel. So, do you think that? Um, I do, but I enjoyed it anyway. Uh, I didn't enjoy the CGI so much, but I liked that Ramona Flowers had to be more cerebral in order to survive and know who was a replicant uh, and who wasn't. Mm. Who, who was the alien and little things like oh you don't have your earring you're one of them so science <laughs> yeah no i i like it a lot i actually don't even know if i've seen the original but the the, the howard hawks the yeah thing? i haven't i know that okay uh, so don't feel maybe bad. I don't need that. to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't need to. I was just never, never super interested after after watching, you know, John Carpenter's. I was like, I'm good. I'm good with this. I like it. Hey, hey, if you got fucking McCready, you got Keith David, uh, you got Wilford Brimley, you're good. And that that other guy from the fucking Warriors. Yeah, that is true. But um, what's another one you got? Um, that was really all that I had prepared and nothing else is really coming to mind, which means after we stop recording, I'll start thinking of many, many. This has been the most like straightforward Um, and organized I think we've ever been. Well, we need to knock that off. Yeah. I don't like this adult. How dare we? Well, dare we not flow stream of conscious life? While we have a little bit of time left, what I can do is... I'm going to Google winter horror movies because, like I said, Google is your friend and everyone can do it. Um, so some popular winter horror movies. Just kind of we can do kind of a lightning round of seeing what we've seen and what we haven't. Lightning um, round. Lightning round. So Misery, obviously, we have seen. The Thing, we have obviously seen. 30 Days of Night, we've obviously seen. It looks like you and I literally just picked what was in the top winter movies. I prefer Frozen. to think we have our fingers on the pulse. I agree. Frozen, not the Disney. Oh, film. yes, of course. Fucking Frozen. I love that movie. I have seen Frozen, and I really liked it. Um, that's a great one that I just didn't think of. Uh, for those that haven't seen, yes, as Chelsea said, it's not that Pixar thing. It's the movie I always think of when someone says that they love the movie Frozen. It's uh, directed by Adam Green. Mm-hmm. It was his uh, non-Victor Crowley film that I got lucky enough to see in the theater. And it was me, beautiful lady, and I think maybe one other couple in there. 
but it's great. Some some fucking uh, to go back to Chelsea's term for the kids at the lodge. They're a little bit older, but bitch ass kids who try to go down the ski slope one more time, even though it's closing, and some kind of fuck up leaves them stuck in a ski lift for days, which is weird when you gotta pee, when you can't get down, when there's wolves down there, when frostbite is a legitimate hazard, and you know when when one of the guys doesn't like the young lady because they kind of feel they kind of messed up the dynamic with their friends because you know boys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely yeah. Hold on one second. My phone just crapped out for a second. Okay, another oh, one that is uh, listed. Um, it's set almost around the entire year, but the ending is very wintry, is Bram Stoker's Dracula, which we yeah. have all. Now, now is, is, is that wintry or is that just Carpathian Mountain? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Dead Snow, I remember you mentioned Yes, Dead, Dead Snow. Snow. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that one and I fucking forgot. But yeah, I love that movie. A uh, bunch of Nazi zombies. Or are they zombie Nazis? I don't know which. All I know is that the effects are chunky. And, and I love them very much. Uh, bunch, again, going skiing in a cabin. Uh, these these, uh, these Deutsch uh, young people having a good time. And uh, they come across a bunch of Nazi gold. And apparently the Nazis don't like when you take their gold. And they rise from the snow. And things get so gross i have not seen it but i have seen some clips and i've seen you know stills and other things and i just remember thinking this is insane it is (laughs) Um, and it and it continues to sound insane and it's not one that i never i would um steer away from i just uh yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't watch it. I feel like I'd, I'd enjoy watching it with people. I don't know if I want to watch it by myself. I think, yeah, you would enjoy watching it with people. But I'll up the ante and make it more insane. The sequel is suddenly in English, for the most part. That's Martin funny. Starr shows up. What? <laughs> oh, Martin Starr. It's like an American group of nerds that have been like, training themselves to kill zombies and now they feel justified that there's proof of zombies um it's just as chunky and weird um that one is more of a horror comedy uh than the original which does have some laughs right does play as a straighter horror film uh yeah i think you'd like them both in the proper setting that's what it's if after the pandemic if amazon not Amazon, Alamo rather, fuck fuck Amazon. If Alamo were to scream dead snow, we're fucking going. And it would just be you and me. Oh, that would sound so fun, honestly. Beautiful Lady hates that movie because the effects were so... That's not surprising. Yeah, like, (laughs) like, again, chunky. Like, usually, like, you know, you think of the blood as being all liquidy or copious, like, in, you know, a Sam Raimi film. This actually had, like, gristle in it. And here is another one that I watched like two years ago, and I absolutely was disappointed because I love the cast so much. Dreamcatcher. 
<laughs> yeah, that was an awful movie. Awful um, movie. Because of Stephen King's cocaine use. Yeah, awful, awful film. And an awful book on top of that, again. You know, I didn't even, when I was gross. watching it, I had not read the book, but when I was watching it, I was like, I truly do not want to read the book if it's an ounce of this type of story. It just was so stupid. <laughs> Drugs. Um, Drugs. Uh, another another winter film, although it does not appear to be wintry, it is a very underrated yet awful Christmas me- movie. I realize those go in just a position to each other. Jaws: The Revenge is a Christmas film. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. The shark roars. Yes. Michael Caine doesn't blink because he believes it looks wimpy. Yes, it posits the idea that a great white shark with a brain so small follows this one family from Amity Island down to Jamaica specifically for revenge and depending on what version you see either Mario Van Peebles lives or he does not live. Yes it is stupid all over but it is set in winter and that's why I'm talking about it on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. That I I think that's that's fine to count. And it looks like... Do you have thoughts about Jaws Revenge? I haven't seen it in so long, and it's one of those that the, my memory of it is so weak, but now I'm going to go into it this month with that... Um, it's it's with on those HBO. Thoughts. If you're looking for a film to watch as you have your safe uh, Yuletide celebrations within your specific local bubble which is you know primarily cats um i recommend putting it on i love it um yeah so i think that might be it i see some others listed but none that um i believe are worth discussing so none that you give a fuck about yeah i see the title and i'm like Meh. anyway um so <laughs> they could be great <laughs> but but yeah winter you not find out on this day no but yeah winter horror it is it is a genre of its own that i absolutely love gotta stay warm see another problem with some winter horror not a whole lot of nudity nobody wants to get cold that is true. Yeah, that's I guess why, you got that's everybody. New Bennett was very dressed in Thirty Days of Night, but you, you can check him out in Spartacus. Just hanging full dong for the world to see. I yeah, I have not watched Spartacus. Um, surprisingly, because I do love a lot of shows similar to it, but I kind of I feel like I'm at that point where I'm like, am I ever really gonna watch it? It's a good show. There are problems with it, of course. Uh, because they're slaves, there's far more rape than anybody should really deal with. But it, it, it is, a, I think there's something for everybody in there, be it, you know, there's comedy, there's action, there's romance, there's drama, uh, there's great fight scenes, there's gore, and there's so many attractive naked people getting it on with each other. So whatever it is that you like, to look at without its clothes on, you can see it, <laughs> you can see it. In, yeah. in a very beautiful way. 
I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of past the tons of rape and drama series, so it does kind of turn turn it makes up. perfect it sense to me. Turn me off, but but I understand that it, it's nice that there's nudity for everyone, <laughs> and not just like Game of Thrones, where it's all, all encompassing. <laughs> Them Romans knew how to have a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, HBO's uh, show Rome, I would say, is similar. I really enjoyed Rome. That was pre-Game of Thrones, uh, HBO. I didn't watch that one because I had Spartacus. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, I also did the same thing. Like, I don't need to watch Games of Thrones. I got this fucking Camelot show on Stars, which ended. But, you know, hey, I got to look at Ava Green. There you go. And my heart knew joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we bring this in for Atlanta, you want to tell the people where they can find you, Chelsea? Or you're just going to make them Google you again, like a creeper. Like a creeper. I know. I want people to actually spend some time and energy trying to find me. No, um, my, <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram. You are, you are a prize to be won. <laughs> exactly. I must be wooed. Anyway, um, my Instagram and Twitter, that's where you can find me. Just type in Chelsea Bennington and I am right there. You can check out uh, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. One of these days, we'll do another show. But in the meantime, you get podcast information. Uh, like us. It, it makes me feel good. There's uh, Spooky Doings on Instagram for all the other podcast needs and uh, what vinyl records I'm listening to uh, in the stories because you know, we have fun like that. But yes, mm -hmm. uh, there's nobody I'd rather spend a virtual uh, cuddle with with some some imaginary hot chocolate than than uh, the Alabama enforcer herself uh, who uh, at the time of this recording has a, a birthday coming up this episode will come out after so when we post this episode you will know the thing that I know that you don't know oh god okay <laughs> It's not Billy. Oh God, I would actually. It's not Billy, Agnes. I would risk the pandemic and punch you straight in the face if it has <laughs> anything to do with Billy and Agnes. <laughs> it's a, it does not. But when, when you know, when you know, you're gonna love it. Aw, you are too sweet, my friend. I prefer to be spicy, darling. You're spicy as well. You got a lot of spice. That's true. That's true. But you know, hey, you're worth it. You're a dear friend, uh, and, and and may you have many more years wandering the earth, making fun of me, because yes. uh, we couldn't <laughs> live without it. Thank but to all you. all of our listeners, uh, and thank you, Chelsea, uh, and thank all of you for listening and telling your friends. I hope and. Uh, turning people on, play us in the car, especially if you're a rideshare driver. You need some some laughs in your life. <laughs> in the meantime, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. So you. Yeah.